Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hello and welcome to week 25 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. And it has been an interesting week, uh, an interesting weekend for fans of Manchester United, which explains why Josh Spreadsheet FIFA isn't perhaps on the podcast this week, or it might be just because he's away. Uh, but either way, we've got a fancy lineup on this podcast, starting with Japes. How have things been with you? It's been an interesting week of FIFA for me. I played more champs than I usually do and did some SBCs, which it's been a minute. So wow, yeah. some changes to the squad at the moment. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you about that, but we'll introduce our other guests first. Next up, we have this week's featured squad battles. Richard Buckley, welcome back to the pod. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a few weeks, been away. It has, yeah. I was down in Argentina. Uh, yeah, of course. How was it, actually? Did you manage to get out and about much? I know you were working. No, we, we were out. We, uh, we explored. I got lost in the centre of Buenos Aires, which was a scary experience. <laughs> and back in Manchester now, and uh, in, in FIFA, thank you to the team for getting me and Brandon's squad battles team in there. And if you do like squad battles, we're helping you out because it's a full goalkeeper team. Yeah, yeah. I heard rumours that you maybe initially wanted to go all bronze, like lowest rate of players, but you know that would have been cheesing it a bit too much. So they, we uh, did, yeah. <laughs> we, put, we put 11 I mean... bronzes in. And I've already had a couple of people <laughs> message me saying Campos's like lacquer on them already. Because he's the striker, so um, oh, if you yeah. are playing on ultimate, watch out for Campos. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's good. And finally, we have another guest who hasn't been on for a while. Actually, uh, we have Nate, the foot accountant. Great to have you back on. Hello. Thank you, Ben. It's great to be back on. It has been a hot minute, and it's also been a hot minute for me being on FIFA. I was away as well for the the Showdown series promo. Uh. Just took some time to get away and relax and a little holiday. But back in foot fantasy mode. There's definitely plenty of things to talk about. Yeah, there certainly is. And we should start by talking about fancy foot or foot fancies. I'm sure we'll be calling it quite a few times. But the way that upgrades work is going to be relevant, of course, to this podcast. I imagine many people will probably already be aware, but for those who aren't, pretty important. So I'll run through it. Actually, an easy way to see this might be foot.gg's fancy foot tracker, which you can search for. Just search fancy foot tracker, maybe add a foot GG on there and uh, you'll see all the players there with the criteria they need and it will be tracked moving forward as well. But basically for heroes, this is quite straightforward because they can only get upgrades based on wins and avoiding defeat, which for those who don't know, they're tied to specific clubs. So for example, Huel, which I think is a bit of a controversial one, he's tied to Leeds United, he's not particularly 
popular amongst Leeds fans, but I won't go through them all. You can check by pressing in on the player to see their details in game, you know, with the R3 button, isn't it? Something like that. And then go along to additional details and the, the club they're representing is in there for the heroes. Um, but the way they upgrade is with a win across that club's next six games. And then there's another opportunity, which is avoid defeat in the next six. So if their club manages that, but it will take the whole six games, um, there is the potential of two upgrades. And it is just a standard upgrade for both these types, both the regular and heroes. Uh, no inform upgrades to boost more than plus one overall. It's just the one overall. But for regular fantasy players, you actually get an extra two opportunities to earn uh, some extra upgrades, which brings the total potential upgrade to four, which is much more significant. So uh, with these players, you can get, again, one win in six to get an upgrade and also avoid defeat in six to get an upgrade. But you additionally get a upgrade for three appearances in the six matches. And also, if it's a defender, two clean sheets over the six games is an extra upgrade. And then if they're a non-defender, it's two goals or assists. So there is more room there for sure with the plus four potential and just the plus two for heroes. Right, let's move into pound for pound powerhouse then. And that is a player that's been out over the roughly the past week that we think is the best value out there. Interestingly, haven't been so many suggestions this week. I wonder whether that might be partly because they're a bit of an unknown quantity and the prices are somewhat high. But Jeff went for the foot fantasy uh, Fernando, who is a severe player. And although he says Sevilla aren't playing so well at the moment, he is solid as is with Brazil links and one or two upgrades could put him in elite company as a centre-back. Now, I'm not sure I'd necessarily agree on that point, but we'll come to that. I know, Nate, you were pointing out before that actually there is some doubt over the upgrades, some of them, because I'm right in thinking he's suspended. Is that correct? Yeah, shout out to Leafs29, I believe he's in the support Discord and one of the moderators of my channel. He kind of did some research and looked into these specific players and their potential for upgrades. And like what is mentioned for Fernando, I feel like it might just be one or two upgrades max for him because he has suspended for the first two games after the upgrades start. So that'll obviously hurt his potential to get the appearances and the probably not avoiding the L or the clean sheets just because Sevilla, I don't think I've had too many of those. But yeah, I just think if you don't set your hopes high and we'll probably talk about this for the foot fantasy cards, it's going to be really tough to get a full plus four for most of these cards. Yeah, I, I think with Fernando, it's important to say as well, because I've seen quite a few people, not just Jeff, suggesting that Fernando is very, very good. I mean, yes, he's good value, you would say, to some extent, but I don't think he's really ever going to be elite, right? I think he just feels fine. Yeah. Like, if you're playing at a pretty high level, you're not looking at that card going, like, he's going to be a difference maker for my team. Mm. Yeah, I, he's just kind of hard to get excited about, I think is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think people were getting excited because they compared him to Lucio and it looks like with some upgrades, he could kind of get there. But actually, the thing to say about Lucio is he's a bit of an exception in that he's still extremely good despite not having as high pace as a lot of other centre-backs have. And that's because I think he's physically excellent. Like, yes, he's defensively good, he's good on the ball, but a lot of centre-backs now are. Um, but his physicality, not just his stance, but his weight, his height, and being six foot two, Fernando's only six foot, and his high and average body type, where Fernando is lean, is going to make a really big difference. And I think 
allows him to be very effective. Weight is quite underrated as a factor in terms of like physical presence and being able to win the ball in contested situations and also just providing a screen, right? That people can't get past, like, you know, C. Van Dyke, right? Um, Fernando just won't have that, his height and body type, etc. And so he's already behind in terms of his pace. Yes, he might reach Lucio pace, but in my opinion, the pace differential between Lucio and other centre-backs uh, who are faster is made up by Lucio's physical presence and Fernando for me won't really get there so yeah there's my centre-back agenda uh, got into the podcast for this week you'll probably come back up again but uh, we should dive into the rest of Pound for Pound Powerhouse and uh, we'll come to you first of all Nate for accountant who are you going to nominate? I'm going for more of like a very low budget kind of like investment slash usable card not the best to link but I'm looking at Trimmel mm-hmm more so because I feel like he has one of the best chances to get a few upgrades and he's not a bad card already not amazing but like I said a little bit tough to link and you know honestly just an investment from the standpoint of if he can get three upgrades or even just two upgrades he's going to go to an 88 or an 89 which at the point right now he's very usable and if he goes to those ratings he will actually just need to go up in price organically because that's how high priced those 88 and 89 rated cards are. Mm. So I think that's a pretty popular investment as a lot of people notice that and are seeing that. But with the potential for upgrades for him, I think is pretty being pretty high and he's semi-usable. I think that's a pretty solid shout for mm. a very low budget pound for pound. Yeah, a very lengthy fullback boy as well, isn't he? Uh, which is yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, well worth popping one in your club. Richard, what about you? Who are you going to go for for pound for pound? I mean, this will never in doubt. If you, if, you, if you know me, you know I support Barnsley. There was a player who used to play for Barnsley called the Barnsley Beckenbauer. He was called John Stones, who got a showdown item. And he just got upgraded. So I'm going yeah. I'm going Stones. Um, he's up to 89 now. The SBC is gone. So if you did him, that's a shame. But he'll be in my team for the rest of the year. And I'm just in love with his beautiful face. Yeah, technically can't allow it because it's expired, but I'll bend the rules for a Barnsley player, I suppose. And yeah, he does it really good. The Lucio comparison, perhaps even more apt with Stones than with Fernando. In fact, almost definitely uh, looks very, very strong and very good on the ball, actually, which is not surprising. Yeah, it can pass. He's good on the ball, good links. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then Japes, who are you going for? I don't know. This is like kind of a weird take, but I think that... Al Jabir, Al Jabber, like SBC is like yeah. pretty good value for what he is. Hmm. He's got like really strong base stats, can get an upgrade. His dribbling's like maybe not insane, but his best dribbling stats are reactions and composure. So hmm. base level and for like 100k getting a usable hero attacker that could get an upgrade. I mean, it's available for 72 days or 80 days or whatever it is, like an obscene amount of time. So yeah, you'll yeah. even be able to wait and see if he gets an upgrade. But as far as like like additions to the squad, like off the bench, I feel like he's a no-brainer. I wonder if the 80 days will just about line up with the Saudi team of the season. Mm. <laughs> so we, we get to see that Cristiano Ronaldo and then there's a huge <laughs> influx of people doing algebra. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, certainly reasonable. I mean, Ronaldo is going to get some special cards. He's going to be, you know, like you don't need him in a super primary position for him to be useful like as far as like chemistry pieces go that's a really decent hero chemistry piece yeah well him and Alawiran and a Portuguese manager gets Ronaldo full chem so yeah you can see it happening and in fact Japes we'll, we'll get into this probably in the future but might be something you can do 
I could be. I did the hero. Actually, I can, <laughs> my pound for pound is that like one in five hero player pick. I like how amazing oh, is really? the value on that yeah. in my mind? Like getting one out of five picks is insane. And like the chances are you're going to get yeah, that's something a lot of picks, isn't it? decent yeah. out of that. And my, I was right. I joined the dark side and got Alawiran. And I don't know what that means <laughs> for the squad or means for my mental health or my general feelings about yeah. FIFA and myself. I don't know if I'll be able to look myself in the mirror <laughs> and, anymore, but he's going into the squad. So, yeah, yeah. you know, when you get a 800, an easy to link 800 coin, like SBC player, he goes in. Yeah. And actually that might be a good thing. We can chat about that on the gameplay pod in terms of what system you're going to be playing in, how you might approach it. Yeah. I'll give you a little teaser here, Ben. I am not going to just stick him out wide because that would be too simple and too ratty. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to try to play a 4-3-3-4 with him and play him as my attacking mid. Mm, yeah, you've set me up nicely then to plug the gameplay pod where I'm sure we'll talk 4-3-3 brackets for and you know plenty of other tactics chat. That's the supporter episode this week. So if you're not already a supporter, then consider supporting just £3 a month and double the podcast content. You can just search Support Foot Weekly, follow the link in the description or go to bit.ly slash more pod and if you are of course supporting thank you very much for your support and i'll just wrap up pound for pound by saying i think Depay has got to be in with a shout i mean he's 300k it's an 84 85 and 87 rated squad might not be the cheapest SBC, but i think it's good value when you look at the players that have got fancy items that are not SBCs. and i also think he's someone that could see a double upgrade in that first match considering in his last match he got two goals and Atletico won uh, he's going to be okay to link he's someone that I've enjoyed using in the past I used his gold rare quite a bit at the start of the cycle and he has something that I think many smaller players don't have which is that physicality uh, the ability to hold off defenders to be a presence and kind of a nuisance um, but also has like great technical quality as I'm sure people will be aware of and if you're all right working with the three-star week for and you can fit him into your team I would say he's a, he's a do definitely um, in terms of other players just quickly to mention because that's I guess what we're going to move on to I do even though he's super expensive like the look of Saliba if he gets a couple of upgrades and his pace starts to push higher I mean it's already pretty high uh, then you're looking at pretty much the perfect or almost perfect centre-back in many ways because of his physicality lengthy the high pace at that point good on the ball uh, his inform early on in the cycle was, was really really good so I'm sure he'll be good too Yeah, I would say it's interesting that Ben Rama is about 60 odd K when Alexis Sanchez is up at 600 K. They don't look too dissimilar, but I think it is that Marseille club link that's helping his price as opposed to the league, which you'd assume would be better in the case of Ben Rama. League is quite popular now, I guess, but really it's just that upgrade potential. People don't back West Ham to get the upgrade. So you could say maybe he's slightly underpriced if West Ham do go on a run, which is not completely impossible. Um, so maybe that's worth thinking about. Um, did want to mention, of course, Peter Crouch, five-star skills. I mean, I don't think you're going to get a more novelty card than that. Um, but talking about upgrades again, I, th I think the big issue here that people have talked about, Nate, is the fact that it doesn't start till the 17th. I guess that might be partly because of Team 2, but you just think that just restricts how powerful they can get, I suppose, especially as many of those upgrades won't be coming after that first match, right? Yeah, it just kind of pushes the upgrades back even longer. Like, we have these cards right now in the very beginning of March, and some of them might not get upgraded until April for the first time, right? But yes, on the 17th, that weekend, mm. if a team does get a win or if a player has 
two goals or an assist, the win is probably the most likely chance for an upgrade right away. And I think, if I remember right, last year EA would mm. upgrade these cards weekly on Wednesdays, kind of like they do with ones to watches. Um, I think, if I remember that right, I'm not entirely sure. They have. I know they said mm. they're going to update them weekly um, when the upgrades are due. But uh, yeah, that's the whole conversation around this promo is that it just seems like the upgrades take so long to get here. And by the time we get to April, we're going to be thinking about team of the season. We'll be post foot birthday and how are these cards going to look then type of thing. Mm. And actually, I guess it puts more emphasis on that win in that game and the potential for maybe two goals and assists from a player to get double upgrade from that first weekend. Yeah. That's going to make presumably quite a big difference. Could see some pretty big spikes on players if that actually happens, I assume. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if somebody shows up in that first weekend and like maybe Depay would be perfect, right? If they would win and he would score two goals or get a goal and an assist, then you're like, wow, this is an amazing SBC. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, a big jump up to 91 rated would be, right. would be really good. Actually, Richard, it'd be interesting to hear from you just about fantasy foot and I guess if there are any more players because of course, you only said John Stones, which isn't a fantasy foot player. Firstly, I mean, just on foot fantasy in general, when you were reading out the T's and C's, I felt like we were playing for an advert. Like there is so many requirements. <laughs> like it's almost a bit yeah, overwhelming yeah. for the upgrades. I, I think the, there is there is players in there. I think the heroes in particular are, are a bit more of interest. I think I was saying this on the last pod I were doing, but whenever there's promos in which there are additional icons or heroes in there as well that you can pack and you can get your hands on, mm. I'm, I'm interested. I think... Ricken might potentially fit into my team if I dip into the Bundesliga with some interest like later into the year. Mm. Just for the simple fact that I think we might get some nice Bundesliga tops players and chemistry is always an issue. So any of those players, those heroes on the lower end that can just like fill a hole for you, Mm. I'm, I'm interested in. I'm also tempted to line up Ledley King next to John Stones if Spurs were to... I think Spurs, they'll probably get a plus one. They'll not avoid defeat, though, in six, I imagine, with some of their fixtures coming up. And then Saliba as well. I know you're you're speaking about him. I think in the next six league games, they've got Liverpool and City mm. in those six. So I don't think it will be a clean sweep. Maybe one or maybe a plus two for Saliba. Mm. So a lot of these prices at the minute, I think are with what's coming up. They're like you imagine that a player's going to get a plus three or a plus four, hence the, the increase. So I, I like the promo, but I'm not, I'm not all in on fantasy. Mm. I just think it's, it's going to take too long. Yeah. With foot birthdays, what three weeks away? Foot birthday is always personally my favorite behind team of the year. Mm. Like I think, I think we get a load of really interesting new players shake up a lot of teams like uh, you look back at a lot of your teams in previous years and foot birthdays are, are sprinkled over yeah pardon the pun yeah I, I agree I think almost the problem with this promo is not the promo itself but what's coming <laughs> over the course of when these um, are live and I was actually going to say Nate do you think that these are actually a bit overpriced at the current point because live cards have actually been good investments like they've risen out of packs quite often but these seem quite hyped and they have got big upgrades compared to some of the past live items we've seen. 
But it got me thinking maybe we could see a kind of drop off even after they're out of packs. Um, we obviously have fantasy team two, I think, coming this Friday. And then maybe there's some room for them to fall before those games on uh, you know around 17th of March kind of time. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of potential for them to go up in the short term. It just kind of depends on how the content goes this week, of course. But team two could also have a big effect on them because, I mean, when I look at this team right now, we're missing a lot of the big clubs like, uh, you know, Bayern, no Madrid or Barcelona. You know, mm. we don't have a Manchester City player or a United player. So I feel like hopefully Team 2 can bring us some representation for some of those clubs because, I mean, that would bring some hype for foot fantasy and potential upgrades as well. So you have Team 2 to kind of factor in. And then, of course, we're getting to that late March time, which is just always known as foot birthday time. So that's always a really exciting promo that mm. ea do some good stuff and so that could affect these cards as well especially since they take just so long to upgrade yeah it's a good point about the so-called bigger teams or the the pack selling teams not necessarily being included right because you've got uh saliba I mean, there's what one bundesliga player yeah yeah it's kind <laughs> of a weird split in that sense it's so goofy too actually Angelino and Trimble, right? Oh, but, sure, sure, but, sure. But I mean, yeah, like they're not uh, clubs that people are going to have players from already um, to link with necessarily. Saliba and Fabian, maybe the other two players that are from like the big pack selling clubs, Arsenal and PSG, Atletico, maybe, uh, Lorente. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a strange one from that perspective, I guess. Like we haven't seen some of the bigger teams and obviously we are likely to get those in team two. So it suggests maybe, Nate, that team two could be pack a bit more of a punch even than this squad which has still got some valuable players in there yeah I would hope so just to see how it rolls out and another interesting question I would wonder is are they going to do more heroes for a team two or Mm. are they going to up the ante on just the regular foot fantasy cards and say no just one team for the fantasy heroes that's a Mm. question I have as well that is interesting because they've covered quite a few of the ones that didn't get world cup heroes right yeah, Ginola, Abedi Pele, and Cordoba, I think, were some of the ones that didn't get anything earlier on. Yeah, Rickon didn't have one either. I wonder which ones have been missed, actually. Um, Di Natale. Yeah. Oh, mm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Gomez. He didn't get one either. Mm. Very good chance they come then. Yeah. There's a few more. Yeah, there's probably about four or five. Solskjaer. Yeah, Solskjaer for sure. You'd imagine tying a player to Manchester United always going to yeah. go down well. And um, actually, I guess this does suggest you know, there's a few different options. Although maybe they save get their pound of dry on some of these until a foot birthday or something. I don't know. They've also shown as well, I mean, that they're willing to re-release. Jabbar's got a World Cup and a foot, fancy foot as well. Like That's true. And I guess Morientes was an SBC, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't mm. on the market. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think there's definitely room for maybe for more heroes. Um, so, interesting to see what happens. It was interesting as well, you know, just to kind of talk about the implications of Team 1 and how Team 2 might look. But, like, in the build-up to Team 1, there was quite a crash on some of the higher-value players, which hasn't really happened since TV of the Year, right, Nate? And I guess was because people were concerned you know, about what might come. But then a lot of those players did actually start to recover you know, over the weekend, I would say. Yeah, a decent amount. I think the original hype of the foot fantasy, people remembered last year at the end of the promo, there was like, oh, wow. Mm. Like these cards, remember that all the, we had so many 99 paced cards last year after all the upgrades for foot fantasy with like Alan St. Maximin and Rashford. So many cards that were pretty exciting. Mm. And then, I think people started seeing the leaks about the heroes and the upgrades for those being included in this promo. And that just got people really, really excited. And 
I mean, I think we were looking for it for a while. We were due some sort of correction after basically since team of the year where things have just absolutely flown. Um, I mean, look at like Golden Bappe. Mm. He was 850 uh, at the end of February during the showdown promo. And then uh, since then, he's kind of, he's down like 100K actually. Um, it's like 750 right now. Wow. So I think it was a combination of just it needed to happen because stuff was just a little overpriced. And then with the showdown series promo, there were a lot of coins that would have been taken off the market. We had two Icon SBCs, all of those uh, showdown SBCs, which I know not everybody does all of them, but that just takes a lot of coins off the game and people are turning in their coins because they're buying cards and buying fodder to get an SBC done. So it was kind of due to happen and it hasn't been like an insane crash by any means. And like you said, some, some cards have definitely rebounded back up, not to their full extent, but a little bit. Uh, but yeah, definitely there was mm. some drop last week that all started because of the foot fantasy kind of build up and hype and then would you say that's probably the start of an overall kind of decline in prices especially if we have this then foot birthday after that which is almost certainly going to come almost immediately afterwards if you think about when foot birthday normally arrives i mean that's going to bring strong players as well so are we just going to see a kind of tailing off of the the more expensive players over the course of the next few weeks and as we head towards team of the season i suppose yeah i think that's the best way to put it more of a like a tailing off i don't think it's going to be an absolute ridiculous crazy crash mm. i mean we'll see what happens with upcoming content but yeah this is also just the time of the year where a lot of stuff kind of starts to do that anyway i mean team of the season isn't that far away and you've got these other promos going on like you know foot birthday and fantasy that are pretty exciting so i think some just slow dropping prices over this next week could be interesting. And also the way that I was looking at it when I came back from the holiday just last week was I feel like we haven't had a massive increase in the power curve mm. in, a, in a minute. I know team of the years were insane, right? And they're still top tier. But with these cards that are getting put out, they need like their upgrades to kind of increase the power curve. We need road to the finals to get more upgrades to really increase a lot of that. And then maybe foot birthday and the upgrades for these cards is just kind of kind of usher in another kind of just bump. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the center backs we're getting right now are still low to mid 80 pace, you know, some of them a little bit more, but I feel like we're, I feel like we're just going to get to a point here where right before team in season, or maybe it's then, but we get another boost to the curve. It's like, okay, this is very noticeable, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I do really think it's a case of, controlling the power curve for now but allowing these players to get better with upgrades but the players that have been released and particularly SBCs have not been powerful enough to really upset uh, the top end of the market I guess or, or the mm -hmm. not even the top end but like the, the million coin plus players because you can't imagine necessarily people are going to be selling those or removing the likes of I don't know Pogba or Ramos from their team to bring in any of the players we've had released that are more affordable or the players um, that have been released by SBC so far. So it'll be interesting to see what foot birthday brings because that is likely to, to change things, uh, as you've been saying. So yeah, anyone else people want to mention just before we move on from current content? If that Alexander Isak card gets some upgrades, mm. he has a lot of stats that I'm really interested in and has some really good base stats in a lot of important areas. So I don't like the lengthy versus controlled thing. I don't like particularly care too much. So with his like base five-star weak foot, he's already like well into an area that I 
you know, I think he's like very, very usable, most likely already. And frankly, I'm pretty tempted to go pick him up because I've been using Bruno Guamarish again uh, um, in my midfield. I decided I started playing a two man midfield and I decided to play. I try him instead of Schweinsteiger when I did the the Woot SBC, which is very out of character for me, but um, <laughs> decided I'd, you know, here's the deal. I was like, yeah, I think United will probably beat Liverpool. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but let's move on quickly. <laughs> and so anytime, here's what we've learned from that is anytime that I decide like United's convinced me and I'm going to bet on United, just do the exact opposite. So if you guys mm. on the pod ever hear me, <laughs> say that I think United's going to win something, don't buy it. Do the exact opposite. <laughs> but I, I started using Bruno Guimarish. That gives me some Newcastle chemistry to play with. And Guimarish is really, really good still. Like, just really, really good. Um, mm. And I think he's better than Schweinsteiger in a two-man midfield. So I'm sort of just rolling mm. with him. And because of that, uh, I'm thinking about picking up Isaac instead of Woot now. Because I took... Mm. Dirk Cowd out of my team for Alawiran, and now Wood is on one chem instead of three chem. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was noticing though, he does have what, 58 aggression and 85 composure, which doesn't look that great. But the way I've been playing, Ben, I've been playing this like 4 3 3 4, and not to get like too into it, but my striker is more just like kind of a setup man in some ways. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which mm. Wood is like really, like it was kind of based on the idea of like, can I just use my striker as a decoy per se mm. and use my attacking mid as which is now Alawiran because I want to see if I can get the best out of him as like really my focal point of attack. I did something like this once upon a time when I packed uh like mid Ronaldinho early in the cycle from an icon SBC. Mm. And I decided to go and and try to do that and treat the striker more as a supporting character. And in that sort of setup like aggression, I'm not, I can't use press on possession loss with a four three three four because you're like the two CMs just already sit. They don't like protect your backline particularly well to begin with. Mm. And so if you use press on possession loss, you just get countered by like four, three, two, one teams over and over and over again. So mm. I like aggression in that specifically in that striker spot has mattered less for me when I'm just asking the player to hold possession, maybe do something tricky and try to set up the mm. attacking mid. Yeah, make, makes sense. And Richard, something to add on that? When we're talking about Newcastle, Ginola, he was, he got Newcastle, didn't he, for his item? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. I think I was mm. looking at Newcastle when they were playing uh, City on the weekend and I think the, the stat was they scored three goals since in 2023. Yeah. So, I wouldn't hold out hopes for Isaac getting many upgrades, but... Mm. The, I think the the price of of Isaac, even just on his base stats, I was having a look at him. He seems all right, mm. in all honesty. Like I think you you sort of just buying the you buying the player that you get in rather than buying the potential upgrades of the player. Sure, I mean, in yeah. like yeah. take the flag away and take the Newcastle badge away, and you might look at these stats like with the five star weak foot and for any other club he's probably quite expensive mm. oh, 100% he's also just last one on Isaac sorry he's also yeah. not going to get a team of the season because he's barely played so yeah. that will probably yeah. be the best Isaac yeah. all year yeah they've done a decent job of avoiding players who probably will get team of the seasons I'd say and 
actually, we should probably move on to just something else at the end here because you know, Nate and Richard aren't always on the podcast, you know, quite often, which is nice. But I thought it'd be good as we've reached well, the halfway point pretty much in the foot cycle to ask you both about the new chemistry system because I feel like I haven't seen people talk about it so much since uh, the early days of foot. I feel like people have kind of got used to it, but I know there are still gripes people have with it, changes they'd like to see. So I'd be interested to know from each of you, we'll start with you, Nate, what you make of it, uh, having used it for quite a long time now, and maybe what you'd like to see change too. I think, I mean, as the year has gone on, of course, we kind of get accustomed to it, but I'm, I think I'm a fan. Mm. I just think that it does allow you to get more players and to do different things with your squad if you're okay not being perfect and having 33 chemistry. And I think that maybe is what EA wants us to do is to not feel like we have to be, uh, you know, like before it was all about 100 chemistry, 100 chemistry, right? And it was a little easier to get that than 33 in my opinion. But as long as I have somebody on two chem points, I'm pretty, pretty happy. So I don't know. I think it does like they kind of marketed it in the beginning. It does give you more uh, ability to get different players in your team. And to an extent, I would agree with that. Like, I do feel like the club links matter more this year uh, because you get, you know, two players from Mm -hmm. the same club and you have one more from the same league and then boom, you've got two chem points like easy right there with three players. So I think there's a very big um, push towards just having this good players in the same club. But other than that, I don't, I don't think I have any problems with it. The only thing I would want to upgrade is give icons more chemistry. Mm. And I think we've been talking about that all year because they just feel like they're not as usable for chemistry because they only help the nation. What is it by like by one extra? Yeah. It's, it's one it's extra. Like they, should, yeah. they should give yeah. an extra and, and then maybe even give an extra chem point to like, everybody in the squad that might be a bit too much yeah i don't know how they would try to do that but mm. just finding a way to give icons a little bit more chemistry would be i think helpful for going forward yeah yeah um yeah no, i think that's something we've spoken about uh, a few times and yeah definitely think icons are underpowered chemistry wise uh, and richard what about you do you agree with what nate's saying there how do you feel about it any changes you would make i think the new chemistry system's really good until it's not it might sound weird but until you, you've got a player that you really want to use and you just realise that either I have to change my entire team or play him on no chemistry. Mm. For example, I managed to pack Team Leader Tio Hernandez. So that's my, my left back for the entire year. I'm locked in. And then from the recent 89 plus icon uh, or World Cup prime, I got World Cup Roberto Carlos and now realise that I can't play two left backs. In previous FIFAs, I would have thrown like Tio right back on what six chemistry and being all right with it and he sort of helps out the other players i think obviously the the issue i'm running into is i can play tl right back but i lose my chemistry on pogba i lose my chemistry on Mm. my other players in the team who are obviously from france or Serie A. so i think there just needs to be a bit more refining i also it might sound weird but if we're only going in three stages one two or three we could probably even break it down to like you can get two and a half chem points or one and a half chem points if because it's it's all stat based right so mm. in, we can increment the stats based on even like quarters quarter chemistry half chemistry mm. that would probably make it more confusing but I think you would get more out of it like you would 
be more likely to play a player on maybe one and a half and get a plus four rather than sacrificing another position going on two, etc. Yeah. I think moving forward, I think it is good. I think the old system was, it needed changing. I mean, what we had it for seven, eight, nine FIFAs. But I think this one still needs a bit of, bit of uh, sort of polishing up. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and in terms of what you're saying about more increments, that is kind of interesting. I, I think the jump from two to three chem is like really big, isn't it? It's like on, say, a shadow chemistry style, that's going from plus four pace to plus eight. So if you had like a 2.5... Yeah. So we could have is, two and a half, we'd yeah. get plus six. Yeah, yeah. Then again, yeah. would that be making it complicated once again when the idea was to make it more accessible and more straightforward? I think it is an interesting one. Japes, I mean, we might talk about this a bit more, but from what these two have said, anything particularly you would kind of add to that or agree with? I would agree with a lot of what's been said, I think. But uh, what I find weird is there's been an increase in untradeable, like a push towards untradeables, which I would say generally is like not a bad thing. Like if we can get more important cards via untradeables, like that's, I say important, I mean like big name high value cards via untradeables so that you don't destroy the market but people get to use them I'm pro that but I think it's like a little bit conflicted with the chemistry system because you especially you get like SPCs for these heroes and icons and all that sort of stuff and like I even like Alawiran is like kind of a goofy one but like a hero I was excited about mm. using and I put him in my team and like I lost a bunch of chemistry on a bunch of players mm. yeah of course yeah. yeah I just I mean which is which is fine but it, like it's it kind of is like the example of like I think it's become more a little bit more challenging to like pack a big name player that you want to use and just sort of like get him into the team without too much disruption mm. if you want to get that big name player on high chem often or keep the rest of your players on high chem you have to make rather wholesale changes mm. which most of us aren't overly enthusiastic about doing knowing that we've now been called like conditioned i guess to be rewards and win focused so when you do are forced to make wholesale changes, it feels uncomfortable and like uncomfortable for most people is bad. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's the, like EA need to probably hone it a little bit because I think like, at least if I'm sitting in EA's shoes, I'm thinking, Hmm, we want people packing these big name players so that they spend more time playing the games and get excited about playing the games with these players. So they want to pack even more players and right now there's a tension between the excitement of packing a big name player versus damn he's this is going to be like a pain in the butt for me to keep like winning and just slot this like player in mm. that's why there's such a heavy focus on why you see like the same teams over and over and over again and heavy focus on getting access to those players yeah so mm. Uh, I don't know. That's my, I guess, two cents. Yeah, and I, I wonder whether that's partly why we haven't seen so many like party bag type SBCs and things like that. Because if you get a good player in a party bag SBC, putting that, and obviously that's not a hero, it's not a, an icon. Putting that player into your squad has this crazy knock-on effect, basically. Where, yeah, and I think this is the biggest problem with the system as it is currently. If you put a player into your team and take out another player, you end up having this ripple effect on chemistry throughout your whole squad, which you didn't probably used to get in the old system. If you built a hybrid, it was kind of around cores of players within your squad. So if you took out a player, yeah, you might have to take out one or two other players, 
but you'd swap in like a core of players and that would allow you to be more flexible and just give a player a go. I think that's my biggest criticism. If I want to give a player a go on full chem, it's so much harder now and I have to do so much more swapping around if that player isn't already very connected to the players I have in my team. Previously, it was almost, I guess in some ways you'd say a meta of squad building for committed players to go out and get, say, two icons who play centrally, put them in the 4-5-1, right, in the cam spots. Uh, and then you could put any player from striker, centre forward, cam, CM, CDM into that striker spot because that's how position changes worked. And that would allow you to, to play them on full cam to try them out. And it was kind of, you know, no problem. And then, of course, there was the fact that if you had a right mid or left mid, you can then put them in the wide positions in a 4-5-1 with a, a right back with strong links. Just the same club, that's all it took, or same league and nation. And they were on full cam as well. You could try them out, no problem. And it wouldn't affect the rest of your team too much. So there were these kind of fairly straightforward or, or for many of us straightforward ways of trying out new players without it having a knock-on effect on your entire squad and I do think I've been reluctant to make changes and I think that's what you're saying Japes because of that it doesn't suit making those small changes and trying out players in the same way that it used to unless those players are heroes and icons which will get full chem straight away but that can still have a big knock-on effect on the rest of your team so if there was some way that that could be improved and I'm not quite sure how that is whether it's like reducing the number of players required for the thresholds just to make it that bit easier to get chemistry with less players uh, maybe that'd be a way of doing it um, but the thing i did want to say which i don't think has been mentioned so far and feel free to come in after me if you've got anything to add but i think the new position system is probably the biggest upgrade of the whole thing i really like it's it so far superior yeah yeah it's really good and i think it adds personality to players it adds uniqueness in the content that they can put out and it's probably one of the better additions to foot we've had in in recent years so here's, I'm going to just like uh, take it a totally different direction, Ben, because I think what, what I would love to know, and yeah, if you're listening, feel free to hit us up, mm. is like what, <laughs> what the like KPI is, EA, when it comes to like um, card utilization. Mm. What's KPIs for those who might not know? A KPI means key performance indicator. Mm. So it's what EA is like trying to measure when they make changes to the game, because from like a, a product standpoint, you don't want to make like if you make a change like this, you're hoping to drive a specific action. And I'm like curious what the action is that they're 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 like number one KPI probably is like time average time spent per like on a per user basis, like playing FIFA mm. each week, maybe per day. I don't know. So when they make changes to like the chemistry system and how this functions, I'm like curious what their like list of KPIs are for like determining whether this change was a good change or whether the change was a bad change mm. and how they're measuring ultimately like sentiment from users there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm not really sure how they'd be measuring that. Give, yeah. give me a little, give me just a little peeksie mm. under the, um, you know, behind the curtain there. That's what I'm looking for, Ben. Yeah, one thing we haven't actually talked about is the change that meant that you don't get negative stat reductions if a player is on no chem and I think is something that we could probably cover in the future because we're running out of time here um, but it is an interesting one especially as I haven't really seen people doing it apart from maybe the odd team of the year player who have has ridiculous stats 
or potentially the uh, bail would be another one because you're so hard to link. So it is interesting. Maybe that'll be more of a feature later on in the cycle. It does feel a bit weird though to do that. Um, but anyway, I, another thing actually which would be interesting on this is that I'm talking to a friend of mine who's not really played much FIFA at all. He's um, just started playing foot extremely recently. I'm going to start talking to him pretty much straight away as soon as he starts the journey. And uh, we'll probably record it, put it out as a podcast. I mentioned this in the Discord, lots of enthusiasm for it and questions and advice, things like that, which are very welcome. So send those in footweekly at mail.com, at footweeklypod, or in the pod priority questions channel in the Discord. So that does wrap us up then. Thank you very much to Nate, the foot accountant, who'll be covering all the market shenanigans over on his YouTube and Twitch, of course, too. Yep, just uh, YouTuber, Twitch, the foot accountant. That'll get you where you can find me ne- the, there. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, it's yeah, just such an interesting dynamic with the fantasy cards. They upgrade, but not for a while. Mm. So it's kind of like, is this a lull, or you know, are we just what, what? What's next? I don't know. I'm kind of itching for like the next big, massive thing. But yeah, yeah. in the meantime, we do have some nice, fun players to try. So yeah, yeah. Agreed. And Richard as well. He'll be on the Gameplay Pub, but it's been great to have you on this content podcast. Thank you very much. As always, you can find me on uh, all social media at rbuckley98. And apologies for uh, if you hear some sniffling, I'm dealing with a cold. Uh, you did well to cover it up. I didn't really notice, actually. And, and finally, to Japes, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, Ben. Happy to be back and enjoy the chat today. Indeed. And the chat continues on the gameplay episode, which supporters should check out when it comes out on Thursday. And of course, if you're not yet a supporter and would like to be one, again, a plug that it's just £3 a month and you get double the podcast content every week. Just search Support Foot Weekly and head over to the Patreon. If you're listening on YouTube or anywhere else, you can, of course, subscribe. And if you're listening on YouTube, it's also worth saying that it does help to leave a comment, drop a like, all those things that people say it's good to do i've noticed it does seem to help so uh, please do that if you're over there and apart from that thank you very much to all those supporters and those icon patrons dave b hugh j coach vass dj fifa player alan g alistair anthony r dominic p rob p jeff b stephen f tom b damon h david s nick jack m eric t neil p adam g dan w waterman jake g Roger D, Springford, Elec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. 
If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.